0: Welcome to 31 Days of Worldview Wisdom, a Disciple Nations Alliance podcast with Arturo Kuba. Arturo is among the earliest and most influential trainers of the Disciple Nations Alliance. In this audio series, he shares his highly practical teachings and examples of transformation. In this 16th episode, Arturo talks about the very first command in the Bible, Be Fruitful.
1: Truth produces biblical prosperity only when it becomes part of our worldview. John 10:10. 10, 10. Maybe we have to talk about a little bit more about biblical prosperity. I told you biblical prosperity is not money. Probably money is one of the most evil things you can find in life, although, praise God, we don't misuse it. But money is really dangerous, really dangerous. Biblical prosperity is is something you have to see in God's design for life. And it requires us to go to Genesis, for instance, and to see how God has made life, to realize all the different things that are part of life and that we need to develop. When we talk about biblical prosperity, it's not just us. That's why, because I love my neighbor, we all go together. There is much more to earn when we all go together as a body than just getting rich and then I'll see who deserves a little bit more here or there. That's not the idea. And think about this. When God created man in the beginning in the Bible, the first thing God did is to bless him. To bless them means that he wants the greatest thing for them. I mean, all my plans for you, I want them to be realized. They they want to be done. So I, I will take care of that. That's what God did with them. And the first word he tells man is, be fruitful. Think about this, be fruitful. What does it mean to be fruitful? Have you read those verses? Probably you did, but you never stop and try to think about that. What does it mean to be fruitful? What is it? Being fruitful means that, like a tree, that you go from a little seed, you need first to grow. So growing, seeing kids growing, is part of biblical prosperity. So they grow and they grow what happens that all the great things that God gave them as skills, as gifts, are being developed, some of them for music probably, some of them for science, some of them for simple things, it doesn't matter, then they will reach the fullness of their lives when everything is developed and we all share our fruits together you for me, me for you in a kind of system, but that will bring us all to prosperity. It is important that every person can go that way. Once in a while, I find a person who is not growing and is looking for God's help because he needs money, he needs a job. It's very common and I say, did you go to school? Yeah, I did. What happened? I didn't finish because this or that. And I say, well, that's going to be hard. You have to go back and continue where you left it. Mostly, that is an amazing advice. (laughs) Maybe simple, but it's amazing. You know why? Because God's will is for these men is to be fruitful. I mean... You say, that's the natural part of life. But you cannot make a spiritual life if your natural life is a mess. It is very important for you to be a nice Christian, but to be a fruitful person. Because that's what God always wants to do. I mean, let me put this in the right place. I mean, the whole of your life is this, that you get to be fruitful. You can do many things, but if you are not fruitful, you didn't make it, honestly. You have to be fruitful. God created man. Have you ever done a toy? I remember when I was a kid, I made a toy by myself. It, this it was a kind of submarine. It was wonderful. It was my masterpiece. I used to take it everywhere to see. did you see this? I, I think about God being so delighted by his own creation. And he made man. I guess all the angels were around him when he was breaking the, the plastic thing and taking <laughs> man out. Think about you're constructing a plane, small plane. It has the engine, everything. You, you made everything wonderful. and you got the remote control in your hands. And the engine is right there. All the um, propellers are working and ready to fly. And you want to tell it one word. What would you tell it? What would you what would you do? Tell it. Fly! <laughs> because that's the reason you made it. You know why God made man? What's the reason he had in his heart? The, the greatest thing he wanted man to do is to be fruitful. So that's the first word God speaks to man. That's so in your natural life or spiritual life, no matter how you want to see it the best thing a person can do is to pursue the realization of God's plan for his life. What he meant for him to be. What I mean is sometimes we think that when going to church and becoming very spiritual and doing great things like that is going to be something that will excuse you for not being fruitful. What God wants you, no matter what, is to become fruitful. So, the first line of a life of faith is to pursue that. And while you do it, God will be with you. The Lord don't need us to be, to put our side too far. He only tells us, be faithful this day, only this day. Tomorrow will be another day. But today, if you have to study math, do it as unto me. Because man was supposed to be fruitful as unto God, as a child who wants to please his mother or his father. And if you do it every day, you will see how God makes amazing things in your life. You don't need him to do it in the big campaign or in the church, just in your studies. But you know, I'm going to finish high school. I like to go to college. I don't have money. Don't worry about that. That's not your concern. That's God's concern because he's the one who's asking you to do that. And he blessed you. He will open the doors in ways you will never imagine. And it's always an adventure. I had this friend, a young pastor. One day we were in his living room watching a video about Christians doing nice things. And he was weeping. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I come from Guatemala. My pastor is a pastor of 10,000 people. He's a wealthy man. And he told me, go to that city and open a church. I will support you. And I have come with my family. I have opened the church. But six months later, no one comes in. I've done everything. I put music, balloons everywhere. But nobody comes in. Nobody's interested. So I decided to pray one of those days. I was tired about this. And I began to pray. And I said, Lord, this is it. You have to answer me now, but now, today, if I am a pastor or not. Today, now. And when he was saying now, somebody knocked the door. (laughs) That's a sense of humor, really. And they stopped his prayer, and he went to open the door. When he did, there was this group of very poor people, but a bunch of them, who said, we are looking for Pastor Jose Calderon. And he said, I am. Praise God. We found you. The Lord guide us to come with you. And he was just praying, asking God if he was a pastor. But uh, just wait. And I said, and then what? My problem is that those are the poorest people I've seen in my life. (laughs) And I don't know what to do with them. I'm not prepared to do that. And I said, yeah, you're right. You're not prepared. But at least what I think is that you are not going to live from them. They are going to live from you. So don't ask them money and nothing like that. But what can I do? I don't know. He was a poor man, too. And I said, well, I don't know. At least give them an example of something. Help them to get something else in life. And I asked him, for instance, you... You finished high school? He said, yes, I did. Something else? No, that's it. And and in Guatemala, that was enough at that time. Would you like to have higher studies? Oh yeah, I I wish I had. What would you like to do? I like to study computers. And why don't you go and do it? But I am a pastor. Yeah, but you have brains, right? (laughs) Some people think that the spiritual life to devote your life to the spiritual things mean you have to abandon God's main purpose for your life. And that's a big mistake. And I told him, I can help you. In this organization, we can give you half time of a job if you go to a small university that was there. They teach computers. Came some days later and said, if you help me, I'll do it. Okay, let's do it. He went, he got registered and all that. He began to work in my office and then he came one day and he was sitting there in, in front of me saying, this is my first day of a co- college or a university. And how was it? Well, the first thing is I'm the oldest one in the, in the room. <laughs> Everybody's young. Well, that's okay, no problem, never, never late. Then the first teacher came in and what happened? He used to be my friend at school. We sit together in the same age. And he saw me and said, what are you doing here? And I was really sad telling him that I got behind in life because I became a pastor. And there's something in Latin America that is very common in this sense. And I always tell people that if your pastor has not completed his education, if I were you, I wouldn't follow him. And this is a very honest advice. And if if he can do it, and if he doesn't do it, don't follow him. Because we should always show people that we are growing, that we can give more fruits in many ways. We live in exciting times. Even watching YouTube, you can learn many things. (laughs) That was not in my time, but just watching YouTube, you can do amazing things. So there's no excuse. Well, time passed and he came one day and said, we got our grades. And how was that? And he said, I'm the best student in my class. Oh, great. Keep going. Next thing, he came and said, I'm the best student in the whole university. He said, wonderful, you see? And everybody loves him. When teachers come and talk against God, I just jump in in the conversation. And because I'm a grown-up man, I just fight against That, you know, everybody likes it. And I say, yeah, that's great. The next thing is that he comes and tells me, every night I sit in my bed and I'm on the table, little table, making my homework because I don't have time during the day. And all of a sudden the door opened and I got scared. Then my two children came in and said, Dad, we have seen that you are going back to your studies. And we have thought about, why don't we compete each other and see who is the best student in the year? And she said, yeah, okay, come join me. And they were doing that. And another day, his wife was sleeping in the bed. She just jumped up and said, I'm tired. I see you are going back to school. And my father never educated me. I had only the third year of primary school. So I want to study too. So he too joined the group. Next thing, he came to me and told me, I'm a proud pastor. Why? Because I knew there were many children who never went to school. And I took all of them and I put them in school. And I said, mm, if you were not going to school, would you have done that? But That's the first commandment. Be fruitful. Why do people just do everything except that? Your life won't work. Trust me. Look for everyone who is in troubles. At least in my context, it works that way, exactly. Then, he says, one of those days, he went to preach at his church and there was a meeting. And he was kind of scared, what was going on? Someone came and said, Pastor, when you finish your preaching, please, we want to talk to you. And he thought there was a big issue. And he said, well, I, I couldn't preach very well, so I finished soon. And I went there and said, okay, what's the problem? And and one of them stood up and said, Pastor, we have seen that you and your family are studying. And you are making all our children to go to school. And we all are illiterate people. But we want you to take the church and and make a school here. And we all want to learn how to read and write at least. And if we can go further, we will go further. Think about this man who at the beginning didn't know if he was a pastor. And God was leading him. Become fruitful may be a long way to go, but it doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. The process is very important. And the Lord opens doors, talks to hearts, gives you the strength. And in some ways, he brings the resources to the way. But trust me, if you trust God in, in this process, he will never let you down. But if you stop, then what he can do? What service mean? We are servers. Do you understand the meaning of service? The Lord Jesus said, in the kingdom of God, the one who has authority is the one who serves his brother. We don't understand that because we use our worldly paradigms. But serving someone is something very simple. It's helping them to reach their fullness in order to be fruitful. That's all. And that's what every parent do with their own children. The first assumption is, my child comes with a plan from God. You have to start that. You have to see every child that God has a plan for you. This is a certainty. And it's plans of prosperity. And there are great news, but we need time and we need a process. But he cannot go there by himself. He needs someone to serve him to get there. So what do parents do? They change diapers. But that's not the purpose to be a parent. Those are just little things that go along the way. But in the end, what you are doing is try to guide them to develop their highest at certain moment. That's what you really want. I remember my son told me, Dad, I don't want to go to school. He was very little. He was suffering. And I said, son, you have to go. God has great things for you, but I don't really know what it is, honestly, but I know it's that way. That's true. And he said, okay, next time, Dad... I don't really want to go to school. Son, again. Okay. Next time he came and said that I won't go to school. (laughs) Then I took my belt and said, okay, no problem. (laughs) The thing is, who has the authority is the one who serves in the kingdom of God. It's not that you have the force. It means that God is supporting you in what you do. It means that. Admit because the authority is his that's not yours what I do is anything that goes aside and not in the plan I have to stop it so I'm serving, I'm serving, I'm serving until he finishes the road he gives fruits then I did my job you see that is to serve others
0: Thank you for listening Here is a question you might want to ponder. What does it mean to be fruitful? At your workplace, in your relationship with your family, in your eating, your exercising, your rest, at your hobby, at your school, what does it look like to be fruitful in each of these areas of life? Thank you again for listening. In the next episode, Arturo will talk about how it is the duty of parents to help their child to be fruitful.